Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the Howls and Growls Timberwolves newsletter. And this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canisupus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to Howls and Growls, you can follow the link in the show notes or head to howlsandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. It's very helpful to me, and I'm sure you'll love all the content over there if you head over there now and have a look at all the stuff on that free trial. I know it's kind of sacrilegious to say this in this season in this season specifically, but that was a kind of fun loss. Not fun because they lost, obviously, because this team, well, they've shot themselves in the foot too many times early in the season to really afford to lose any games that they have an actual shot at winning. But fun because Basketball is a fun sport, and this was a proper fun showing from both teams. But on the other hand, it was still a loss, a 124-118 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. And it was a loss that moved Minnesota from the 8th place in the Western Conference to the 11th place. If they had have won, they would have jumped all the way up into 6th place. And that's how tight this Western Conference race is right now. And unfortunately, no matter how fun they are, losses like this really do knock the Wolves back in that race. And for my viewing, from my eye, there were pretty obvious reasons why the Wolves didn't win this game. First off, they didn't rebound the ball enough, which has been a pretty consistent problem for them all season long. That rebounding poorness manifested itself in... 22 second chance points for Portland compared to just four for Minnesota. But even more importantly, I think Minnesota's bench unit just slaughtered their chances. And that's been happening way too much lately, especially with Jordan McLaughlin and Torian Prince in and out of the rotation. With the exception of four pretty poor Wendell Moore minutes, the Wolves played a three-man bench unit. Nas Reed, Jalen Noel and Austin Rivers, and it didn't go well for for that three, and it really has gone well for that three as a trio this season. And that's why this episode's number is minus 39.1, as in the minus 39.1 net rating that the Wolves had when those three were on the floor together in this game, or in other words, Minnesota was outscored by 39.1 points per 100 possessions, in the 10 minutes that Rivers, Noel, and Reed shared the floor. Let's take a break, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into that horrible number. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So, obviously that number is really bad. Minus 39.1 points per possessions is really bad. The Wolves only scored 91.3 points per 100 in those minutes, and they allowed Portland to score 130, 130.4 points per 100 possessions. Again, that is really bad, and it's kind of been the case all season. Maybe not to those levels, but the Wolves have been outscored by 7.2 points per 100 with those three on the floor together, Noel, Rivers, and Reed. In reality, only Noel started this season as a concrete part of Chris Finch's rotation, Reed being more of a third string center or an 11th man on this rotation, and Rivers was more of a fill-in type player, third string point guard, I guess, who has been thrust into into a bigger role with the injuries to McLaughlin and to Prince. But for some reason, when those three are on the floor, it just isn't gelling. Individually, they've had some nice moments, and they all have skill sets that theoretically could work. Reed is skillful and silky as a scorer. Rivers is a pretty good point of attack defender. And Noel is obviously just like a walking bucket. But they aren't working together and their minutes together tonight were really a killer for this team as a whole. But there is a there is a way to spin this positively and I, you know I like to spin things positively when I can. And the the way to do that for this situation is that those bench minutes really felt so remarkably sucky because the, st- the current starting lineup is absolutely humming. I'm not sure if this is an indictment on Carlton Towns or Tim Conley or Chris Finch or Rudy Gobert or any of the numerous pieces in this weird puzzle when the whole team is healthy, but there's something pretty special going down with this D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert lineup. In this game against Portland, the same game where those three bench players got absolutely waxed when they were on the floor, the starting five played 24 minutes together and the Wolves outscored the Blazers by 35.6 points per 100 possessions. Like, man, that that is a walloping. They scored 143.8 points per 100 and had an absolutely ridiculous 78.7 true shooting percentage when those five guys were on the floor together. And on the, on the other end of the floor, they allowed just 108.2 points per 100. That's pretty much elite on both ends, certainly elite on offense and, you know, in the upper levels of good on defense. And just like it was a sign of a negative trend for the Noel, Rivers and Reed trio, tonight's numbers are a sign of a positive trend for the makeshift-ish kind of starters. 
I know I'm throwing out a lot of these numbers here, but let me just launch one more, the best one of the bunch, the number that kind of emanates positivity, the, the sort of positivity that we all need after a loss. In 52 minutes together, which still hasn't really climbed out of the small sample size area, but has come against pretty good opponents over the last five games, the Russell, Ant, Jaden, Anderson, and Gobert lineup is outscoring teams by 19.3 points per 100 possessions. They rank in the 92nd percentile for all lineups by scoring 127.9 points per 100, and they rank in the 66th percentile defensively by allowing 108.7 points per 100. Now, those are pretty good numbers, right? There's a lot of minutiae going into why this is working, but the obvious fact here is that it is working. Some of the things that I think I would point to for the reasons why it is working is obviously Russell is in an absolute zone right now. That helps a lot, and that is not something that they were getting early in the season when Carl was there. Same thing goes for Rudy Gobert. He doesn't feel like he's trying to find his rhythm anymore. It feels like he's truly in a rhythm right now. Anthony Edwards has stepped up on both ends and doing it more consistently. And then you have Kyle Anderson in the mix, who's kind of the perfect complementary piece for those guys. And if you want any more positivity, here's, here is some more. Jaden McDaniels really hasn't hit his stride yet on either end since his illness. And look, there are going to be some uncomfortable conversations to be had if Towns comes back and Minnesota's starting lineup goes back to being an inconsistent pile of dung. But as long as they don't get any more serious injuries, this current lineup is probably going to get another, what, 10 games together? Maybe 15 games together? Could even be more than that. If they can keep producing these kinds of numbers and the bench can get some reinforcement ba- reinforcements back in McLaughlin and Prince and start getting closer to breaking even or even outplaying teams like they were at the start of the season, all of a sudden this team will start winning games. That is how it works. If your starters are playing really well and your bench is breaking even or playing very well themselves, you will win games. Like it's It, it really is that simple. And like I said at the start of this episode, it only takes a couple of minor win streaks and all of a sudden... Minnesota could bust themselves right into the thickness of this playoff picture. It's always it's not always as simple as, you know, these guys have got this net rating and these statistics back up the legitimacy of this lineup or these three guys aren't playing well because their numbers are this. It's not always that black and white, but right now it, it does feel like that when you watch it with your eyes. Tonight in this game against Portland, it was very obvious that when either of those three bench guys were on the floor, this team was just cratered, submarined. They couldn't get anything going. Defensively, Nas Reed was getting torched in pick-and-roll coverage. Jalen Noel was commandeering the offense too much, and he wasn't in a zone as a scorer like he usually is. And Austin Rivers, who I thought played a really good game the two games before this one, and especially against Utah in what was such a fun win, I thought that he was just... like They're playing four-on-five offensively when he's out there. He won't shoot the ball. When he's open, he drives into traffic too much, and his usually really good point of attack defense was just getting destroyed by Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons in this game. So I thought this game was the 
culmination of something that's been bubbling away for a while now in that the starters are really good and tonight they were really, really good and the bench has been pretty bad whenever McLaughlin isn't there and tonight they were really, really bad without McLaughlin. So it's something to keep an eye on. It's something that I will certainly be tracking for the next few games or really until Carl gets back. But the the important thing, I think, is that the starters are playing well. You can kind of manage not having great bench minutes because obviously you can blend lineups. You can have a big game from Jalen Noel here. You can get a game like we got against Utah from Austin Rivers. We know Nas Reed has a big game in him as well. But if the starters are playing well, if the starters are outscoring their opponents by almost 20 points per 100, all of a sudden this team can get, say, 25 to 30 minutes every night of really dominant basketball. And against a lot of teams, that will be enough to win. Unfortunately, it was not enough to win against the Blazers because the bench sunk them so bad. And also because even those starters couldn't really rebound the ball and couldn't execute late in the game. So yeah, it it really is something to monitor going forward. And like I said, I'll certainly be monitoring monitoring it. And that monitoring starts again with the Blazers again. Monday night, we we get to watch that same fun matchup, but hopefully this time it will come with a different result. And I think that it's a much better chance to come with a different result, especially since Minnesota were on a second night of a back-to-back in this game and a road back-to-back at you know which is really hard to win both of those games in the NBA this time they'll get a little bit of rest they'll obviously stay in Portland I do believe they have a better chance to win that game against the Blazers on Monday night but I'll be here to discuss it I hope you will be too